Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to For Geek's Sake. My name is Al Sterling in the studio today with producer Dan. Hey, everybody. And our generic adjective co-host, Liz. Hello. <laughs> we're very PC here. Yeah, we're all super, <laughs> super duper PC. I actually, am, we, so we don't have a guest tonight. For which I am just a smidge grateful yeah. because this is the moment right there when I'm doing the, when I'm going around the table and announcing who we have here. I always look at the guest and forget. Like I have no <laughs> idea. I've been talking with them for like hours before the show, getting. I mean, there's a lot of conversation before they actually come in and record, and I know who they are. And then I look at them once we hit record, and I'm like, oh god, who here, are they? Here we have generic studio guest number seventy two. <laughs> I'm like, oh, uh, uh. actually, now this is my kid. Where I got two kids now, and I can get confused as which one I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Uh And so I actually look at my oldest, and I'm like, uh, which one are you? And I'm like, Malcolm. I'm like, oh, thank you, Malcolm. <laughs> like he answers me genuinely, which is both hilarious. <laughs> And will be the start of what is Aww. soon to be a long list. So the uh. Patreon is now going to start taking uh, contributions for their future therapy. That's a whole separate. Ther- <laughs> that's a whole separate Patreon. That one's already established and doing quite well. So um, we got uh, we're doing some Spider Man review today. So uh, there's going to be some spoilers of the Homecoming variety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get to that, of course, let's do some this week in geek. All right. So starting off with Castlevania. Uh, Castlevania. We've been covering this for a little bit now. The anime for Castlevania dropped on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I, uh, as your stalwart host. Went forth and watched. How much of that? Uh, there's only four there's, episodes. Yeah, there's like four 30 minute episodes. Yeah. So, of which I did not watch. Hmm. Al did. Yes, he's better I. than me. <laughs> so I did, and meh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I feel I, like we gave it a lot of. Well, okay. Here, there's a lot of hoopla. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I have to own this particular problem. Okay. Uh, when they first announced it, I thought Netflix was creating a live action. Castlevania. Yeah. That's what right. I was hoping. You didn't, yeah, you didn't know it was an anime. At right. Because a live action Castlevania story by Netflix, I was like, okay. That yeah, would be that, great. That would be pretty impressive. Finding out that it was the um, the anime was, I mean, it was a good anime. If you like horror anime, um, yeah. then it was fine. I mean, there's nothing really horror. Okay. With the or the what end. kind of anime? <laughs> horror. Horror. Let me overpronounce. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty I, I it's a pretty kind of rough story too. It just kind of yeah. it's a little jagged at yeah. places, but it wasn't bad. I mean, if you like anime and you like Castlevania, there's a really good chance you're gonna like the Castlevania anime. Okay. If you don't care for both of those things, then you're probably good to kind of keep on going. Uh, and probably note for the kids out there, th- there was a note on the article that said that it was definitely, and I quote, "R rated as shit." Yes, oh. <laughs> although it is specifically for gore. So, okay, if you're fine uh, with if you're fine with cartoon l- gore, right? If you're fine with literal entrails being thrown at your screen, mm-hmm. um, well, not like literally, like from the, yeah, I don't want that. No, <laughs> uh, but if, if 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 bodily entrails, rather well illustrated, bodily though, entrails, bodily as opposed to the. I don't know what the kind of entrails, the, the non-body intro. Uh, anyway, so Castlevania wasn't that great. That's what, that, that's a, that's a takeaway. It's like a it's gotcha. A, it gets a solid meh. Um, up next, though, we're gonna we're gonna try to make a review episode that goes less than like an hour and forty five minutes. Yes, please. I'm not oh. liking your odds. I'm not liking your odds. Well, there's only three of us today. Yeah, so we'll see if that helps. But I'm the one who runs his damn mouth the whole time. So this is really. The, I know. Yeah. Wait, what? So a uh, high you know. camera maker, red. Which I've never heard of. I have never heard of them either. <laughs> so a lot obviously, of obviously, this is a super legit source. Right. Uh, has just announced a smartphone called the Hydrogen One, 
with a high, with a holographic display. And even in our show notes, you will find them uh, and find holographic display in quotes. So uh, you can pre-order this thing. Let me get this right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can pre-order them. They're going for just over a thousand dollars a piece. Oof. But you get a holographic display. Do, Do I you? get a little tiny dancing the, Tupac on my dashboard? The the and this is I want to note this too. Uh, according to the, the the rep here that, that was in the article, mm-hmm. said that this is unlike anything you've seen before. And because people ask, well, do you mean like like Nintendo has a 3DS, like their 3D Nintendo thing? And it's a uh, it's actually a little science scale how how much how three you want your D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this um, that. What did you do? I cannot. I'm sorry. (laughs) You Uh, broke Liz. I may have broke myself. So depending on how three you want your D, there's a sliding scale right there. Uh Uh, And that was kind of a cool little feature. I mean, personally, made me a little nauseous. Um, (laughs) But you get there. I'm old. I don't know. Uh, But they insisted that that was crap, and that this is way way better. I've actually my nephew uh, is cross-eyed, so he doesn't see in 3D like in real life. Oh, really? And oh. the only 3D that he's ever seen was on the uh, 3DS. Really? That's the only thing that has given him that depth of field. Huh. In, in his entire life. I, yeah. I walk into shit all the time, yeah. and I, have, I can see in all three dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if, I was, if I was not able to have, if I literally didn't have depth perception, not just like figuratively didn't have depth perception, I would just be dead. Well, how does, I mean, okay, so obviously it screws with your depth perception, but how, how is his, what is his overall vision like? He, well, he wears glasses, okay. and that helps. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But back to uh, <laughs> our friends over at Red and their Hydrogen One. Which um, is a terrible name for a phone. It is. It is. Listen, here's the thing. Um, in order to have a hologram, folks, uh, the, thing that stop, well, let me, let me, the thing that stops holograms from just being a thing mm-hmm. uh, is the same thing that stops lightsabers from just kind of being a thing. Light travels in waves, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it will travel until it hits something. Mm-hmm. So um, this phone, you could see they have a concept. I'm assuming some kind of concept image here. Uh, and the phone has got, it looks like the back of a phone. It's got kind of a cool looking design, I guess. But their little holographic display thing is this flat piece. It uh, looks just like any other camera lens mm-hmm. uh, on the back of the phone. That can't produce a hologram. That cannot, that literally can't do that. We actually have here at Factor, we have a really cool, uh, somebody built here, because people build all sorts of insane things here at Factor. And somebody built a holographic display. That works. That works. And what it is is it looks like an inverted pyramid where it goes, you know, with a point facing down, mm-hmm. and the light waves bounce off of the sides of the upside down pyramid, and that's what helps you create the 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 hologram. Um, Just not very portable, right? I mean, smoke and mirrors and yeah, literally all that good stuff. Literally, you need you kind of need some smoke and some mirrors and some refractor. Same with the lightsabers. The problem with the lightsabers is that light. If you you activate the lightsaber, it's going to keep going. Just until it hits something, and then so whoever's standing above you dies. I guess <laughs> if you, I don't know how the, I don't know how you. Anyway, the that's what goes on with that. So that's crap. Um, likely, <laughs> likely, likely crap. Uh, unless it comes with like a second piece that you have to hold above the phone, right? So that the light can bounce off of well, it. Well, that's why it's a thousand dollars. Well, it says because you buy two of them. It says no, then, no glasses necessary, no other equipment necessary. Right. Yeah. Which means. That it's got like in a little R two D two display apparently right just just kind of we just bend we just bend light waves we just kind of bend them and send them back mm-hmm. and here's did the, Elon 
no. invent this phone? Oh my God, is Elon backing the oh, room? I'm sure not. We'd know. I he would have told us. No, That's true. Say, have you That's talked true. to him lately? Because he doesn't call me. He anymore. hasn't. He texts me every once in a while. He, <laughs> sup? Uh, you up? <laughs> and I'm like, Elon, dude, stop it, man. I'm so thirsty. Seriously. Get him a sprite. Uh, up next, Overwatch news. Uh, Overwatch being, <laughs> I say Overwatch is like everybody else knows what Overwatch is. <laughs> I like eat and breathe this stuff. So Overwatch is the uh, first person shooter from Blizzard. Very, very popular game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is, I mean, it's, it's the only first person shooter I have played with any consistency for years. Uh, I think since Halo 2 or 3. It's the last time I've logged as many hours on a first-person shooter. Uh, we've talked about it before. You should absolutely, if you've ever liked first-person shooters in any way, you should absolutely check it out. It's very much team-based. It really is kind of like a first-person shooter meets a, uh, a MOBA. Uh, is that close? Are you looking at Eli for confirmation? I'm looking to a technical director for confirmation. Is close enough. Close, okay. close enough. We'll take. Moment. We'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, so they have. So they have a character that has been hinted at and teased for a long time, named Doomfist, and he finally is available in what's called the public test region. So they kind of have like an ongoing open beta mm-hmm. that anybody who owns the game can go mess around with and check out the new features before they hit the uh, before they do the games themselves. And so Doomfist has gone there. I have logged into the public test region, which took me a minute, mm-hmm. but I figured out how to do it. Proud of you. I'm, it's my <laughs> job, I guess. Uh, he's a pretty cool character. I like him. Yeah. Um, he Actually, Terry Crews, who uh, you should know because he's yeah. freaking amazing, but from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, amongst a whole bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, actually, the office linebacker. The oh, <laughs> So good. Um, actually campaigned hard to do the voice for, uh, for Doomfist. And they didn't use him. So, Oh, I was going to be really excited for a minute. Right? I was like, what a cool thing. Yeah, apparently. What a letdown. Well, this is how much... Here's the thing. Blizzard also makes World of Warcraft. So they have already made all of the money. They actually, I think, just make this game for shits and giggles. Like, I don't think there's any <laughs> other... They've already... They've literally got so much money. They're like, I don't know. Let's spend it on a new game yeah. or something. Like, I don't... Uh, I think it would have been really cool for him to do the voice, though, because the we didn't talk about it on the show, but I know that we we brought up an article where he built his own gaming pc yeah in order to like get closer to his son and like delve into his son's world because his son's a gamer like how cool would that be if he was just like hey kid here's how much i care about what you care about right i'm gonna voice your favorite character right blizzard what are you doing seriously man seriously get it together Instead, they because they're gonna listen to us obviously and go you know what those three well elon will let him know so uh (laughs) But that's only half of the story here when it comes to Overwatch. Yeah. The other half of this is uh, uh, the professional esports leagues things that we've kind of talked about mm-hmm. off and on here. Um, so this is starting to sound like a lot like actual sport teams. And, and, and so we've got Dan who... Has um, a very skeptical face right now. <laughs> yeah. So the idea here is that, the, that there are cities and owners of other sports teams that are now backing... Mm-hmm. Uh, their own esports team, uh, specifically around Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. the owners of the Patriots and the Mets, right? Well, that's two different. The the Mets are owned by a, a conglomerate, basically a bunch of different people together. Uh huh. And the Patriots are owned by Robert Kraft. Okay, so the most successful team um, in in recent football and recent well, almost sports history, right? And the Mets, yeah. Uh, just to make sure it's an even playing field. I mean, like, it was kind of a one on one thing. They actually said you can't come in unless you find your opposite and bring them in too. <laughs> and so the Patriots looked at the Dolphins, and the Dolphins were like, "You can go screw yourselves. We're uh, the best at the coolest sport. Let's find the lamest at the worst sport." <laughs> hey, mm. what's wrong with baseball? Why is there a knock it's, baseball? It's it's a great way to take a nap. Don't worry, it is fine. <laughs> Watching baseball knock me out 
any day. Yeah, I don't. I don't care for me. It's not exciting. Anyway, uh, so both of these teams are starting to spawn, and, and they're like going to like specific cities. <coughs> like this city now has their own Overwatch team, which is confusing to me because <laughs> I don't. Do, do they leverage them to build like a house for the team? <laughs> like instead of a full stadium, they're like, "We'll build you a, I don't know, like a cafeteria. Like, what do you need? I don't know." <laughs> they could probably build them a pretty cool smart house. Ooh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I put a figure. Lots like, of lots of. Docking stations. Something. Am I using the right words? Sort for of. This scenario? I mean, sort of. Well, they have like arenas for e gaming. Yeah. True, but an arena for e gaming is not quite as expensive as, say, like, you know. It's probably up there with the stadium that they just built for the Lions. The Orlando the Lions. Lions. Oh, the Orlando Lions. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Others oh, meant the Detroit Lions. I'm like, yeah, but that only <laughs> has to hold like 15, 20 people. So there's. Oh. Oh. I was actually that. I want to be clear. That was a slam at the Lions, not a slam at the city of Detroit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, I was gonna say Detroit. Detroit's no, not no. enough, man. Yeah. No, no, I'm not trying to pick on the city of Detroit, but the Lions still suck. <laughs> but I mean, like when I've watched, I have watched some of these esports online or, mm-hmm. or, on on TV, and you you know they've got fourteen thousand people. Do they really? in an arena watching this? I did not realize. I didn't realize you've got and you've got announcers. You'll have like eight teams, and each team has like a twenty foot table, and they they kind of make a circle around the uh, announcers who are in the middle, and then you know as as a player gets killed, that player gets up and walks back to the locker room basically until the end, until you're down to just like two guys going at it. How individuals, I should say. How do we get in on this? We have to be way, 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 way better. Mm-hmm. Uh, like these guys, I so I play Overwatch way too often. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you wanted to rank my current ability, uh, it sucks. <laughs> so, they, I mean, the, these guys that are these actual guys that, that compete, like they literally do this eight hours, eight to twelve mm-hmm. hours a day. Oh, good god! Um, yeah, because what they do is basically like what you were saying. Like they 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 buy a house, yeah, and they go or rent a house, and they live there and play these games. That's training. That's yep. training that's camp. That's awesome. they train. I mean, yeah. They, I mean, and to be fair, I mean, look, we it's kind of funny a little bit, but we, you know, to, on all on all fairness to those guys that are competing, they train for these for these games the same way that a professional athlete trains for. Uh, uh, you know, playing to play football or baseball or basketball, just w- only one of them. One of them doesn't have to go outside ever, <laughs> right? So, I, I have a hard time calling it a sport. It's competition, no doubt. But sure, like I, I mean, I, I'm with you. I mean, I'm American Gladiators wasn't a sport. You uh, know, American Gladiators absolutely wasn't. It was a sport. an athletic activity, Ugh, but it wasn't a sport. You're an athletic activity. He's, you know, no, he's actually really not an athletic activity. He's <laughs> No, he's a I have nothing. I, I watch athletic activities. That's true. That's, There's nothing. Trust me, I'm that, an expert on watching he, them. He has knowledge of athletics. There's nothing actually athletic about. Well, you say that. Know. You say that to Blaze's face. Mm. Who's Blaze? I don't know who Blaze is. One of the original American gladiators. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that they w- they couldn't destroy us. Like I mean, it's more of a sport than professional wrestling. But <laughs> you know. Okay, now you're going to start to upset people here. No, that's also that's that's entertainment, and that's that's athletic. But it's got a predetermined winner, i.e., not a sport. Well, we tell that then by that by that definition, then esports uh-huh. does not have a predetermined winner. Correct. And I'm going to actually argue. Hey, hey why don't you guys fight about it? I, all I'm saying is there have been several basketball games where I would argue that there was a preordained winner as well. I mean, if you're talking globe trotters. get angrier, argue. I'm trying to do a segue here. <laughs> Let's move. On. Speaking oh, about it? fighting about things. 
Liz, Liz is so excited. Liz, do you want to? You want? You want to do it? You want to? Yes, first of all, so let me good. just say this can't be the first time this has happened. It can't it, be the first time, but this might be the first time the police were involved. It is not. I don't think so. It is <gasps> definitely not. I so, can tell you right now that this. I, I have been involved in these before. <laughs> the, and the cops were there. No, the police didn't get involved in them. Go ahead. Go ahead. So what had happened was, is there was a heated argument where the police had to be called and involved, uh, where a Star Trek va- fan and a Star Wars fan were arguing about which universe was better. I love it. You want to read the you want to read the quote the and actual there's, quote. There's from the a article? direct quote from the article, and I quote: "He was saying Spock was the shit, and I was saying Yoda was the shit." <laughs> I and apparently a knife was pulled. A knife was pulled, and there was almost a murder. And the one guy's face was smashed into the ground. Now <laughs> it may have been the first time, if that had actually progressed to murder, the first time that anybody's <laughs> been murdered in a Star Trek v Star Wars. I don't think so. Oh, I, I doubt it. I, so. I, I, I doubt also, it. I also love in the in the article at the end where it says we're we're not able to determine which party was rooting for which. Oh, there was an universe. update. Oh, there was. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see yeah. the update. Oh, yeah. So we can. You don't worry. Uh, and who won then? Who won the? I guess they didn't really have a clear winner. Yeah, they didn't I, I think the one that got arrested was the one that was rooting for Star Trek. I believe. Uh, so I don't know if that makes them. The no, 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 Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. He does. Oh. He's the one that was. He's the one that was saying Yoda was the shit. Oh, so clearly, right. but. Okay, but he's saying Yoda was the shit, but he's he's acting like a Sith. Come on, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's not. He's not definitely following. They're following neither the way of the Force nor the Prime Directive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Roddenberry was all about peace. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> moving past arguments. So this, but I guess not everybody's there yet. No. I just, I mean, a Star Trek v Star Wars knife fight just has to be. If there was anything the show was created for, it was to bring news of Star Trek v Star Wars knife fights. To you, dear listener. I would really, so, I would really like to do an animated reenactment. Whose side would you have <laughs> of this? Me? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't fight about this. I think these universes. I mean, it, it depends on which on which you want to how you want to categorize these. What, what, what you're measuring them on. You know what I mean? Right. Because uh, obviously, whether or not Spock or Yoda is more of the shit. Right. Oh, you don't have enough booze in you. That could be the problem. There it is. He's no, well, sober right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to be fair. <laughs> Ladies and a- gentlemen, we're going to take a short break. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, I mean, look, if it comes down to a fight, Yoda wins. There's no, there's not even like a vague, there's not even like a, a it's not even a contest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if it com- now, now, are you talking about like Yoda versus Spock or like yeah. just who generally who's cooler? No, Yoda, if we're talking about fighting ability, like these two get dumped into a, a pit and have to fight to the death. Okay. Yoda destroys Spock. There's no two ways around. I mean, he uh, just yeah. yeah. He's got the force well, for God's sake. Like that's not like. But we're only talking two characters. I mean, we haven't. Sure. Well, if you want to go up, into it, I all mean. right. So if we're gonna get into this thing about uh, 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 the the Enterprise versus a, a Super Star Destroyer, mm-hmm. even a Super Star Destroyer, Star Destroyer, there's the Enterprise has transporters, right, and shields. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. There's they have, a, they have a transporter and warp drive, and and yeah. warp, well they, you can you can argue the warp drive versus uh, uh, hyperspace, but true the hyperspace is limited to specific lanes like you can't just hyperspace anywhere there are specific like basically hyperspace roads that I you just have to travel I just on. enjoy the idea of lanes in space mm-hmm. I, right uh, infinite nothingness but stay in your lane but stay in your goddamn lane but <laughs> they but they uh, but they with with the warp drive you just kind of go but the more important piece here is they have transporters yeah. There's no way to stop. Like, they also have targeting computers mm-hmm. on the on the big starships, not just on the little tiny X wings. Mm-hmm. So they they can. Target. And if it's universe versus universe, they've got Q. 
oh, well, they got Q and they got the Borg and they've got like yeah. this isn't yeah. But I mean, if you want to talk about which one, which one has produced more entertaining content over the past ten years, uh, Star Wars has kicked Star Trek's ass. There hasn't been a really there's been been there's been one Star Trek movie to be excited about in the last ten years. Mm, the last one was okay. It was okay. Yeah. yeah you you literally just solidified his argument yeah, with I that. So. Say, it was okay. I was a Trekkie. <laughs> Solid a, argument. <laughs> I'm not arguing. I'm just. I'm a star. I'm a Trekkie from birth. Right. I only came into Star Wars much, much later in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other problem that you run into with this is that because of one of the things that Gene Roddenberry did with Star Trek, we talked about this last week, is supposed to be this this utopian society, and that's kind mm-hmm. of the idea here, which kind of dries up your opportunity for conflict. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of really awesome scoundrels, you know, in, in, in Star Trek in the same way that they're just all over Star Wars. There are scoundrels well, in Star Trek, but to not... To be fair, that was a Star Trek next-gen rule. Oh, see, and herein starts the fight. No, 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 no. no. This, no that this was utopian. a rule that he enacted during the the filming of season one of uh, Next Gen. He put out a memo to the writers about that uh, during Next Gen. Nerd fight. And it was a bunch nerd of uh, it was nerd a bunch of writers fight. that had worked nerd on the fight. original series, and they were putting out original series type content. And he was like, no, 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 no. By now, we've moved past all this. Ah, uh, okay. yeah. Uh, so anyway, so knife fight, Star Trek v Star Wars. You're both too agreeable. <laughs> Sorry. We'll I want to call the cops on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not why we call the cops. There's a lot of other reasons. Yeah. Uh, up next, I want to talk about Dice Tower Con, obviously. So how was it? Oh, my God. Well, let me tell you this right oh, up the Why gate. did I think you both went? No. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Uh, Al, how was it? Elijah, our technical director, went. Yeah, well, he's not uh, Mike, so no one Her cares. name is Elizabeth, <laughs> was also there, mm-hmm. and uh, little rocket scientist Travis. First, I, I have to ask, did the two of you, at least, because you're the ones that are here, uh, stick to the uh, what was it the two six, two, one. The six, the six two, one. two one. So yeah, so the the rule dice tower <laughs> dice tower has to tell its attendees repeatedly that they that they they encourage everyone to follow the called the six two six two one rule six hours of sleep mm-hmm. two meals a day one shower a day mm-hmm. and this is what they try to emphasize minimum a minimum, minimum. <laughs> and this is a minimum uh, and to be fair I I don't think we kept the six hour rule. I but we definitely like you slept more or you slept less. We slept less, but we definitely ate. Now is it twenty four hours? Oh yeah. yeah, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so um, yeah, and there was we were we played games until which three. maybe if it wasn't they wouldn't have to have that rule. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, uh, but yeah, we'll play until three thirty four o'clock in the morning. That's uh, awesome. So yeah, that part was that part was really cool. Uh, I will tell you this, and I want to be very clear here: I am terrible at board games. <laughs> We but played. You love them was this so a, much. I Did do. you just figure this out? No, no, no. I've known this for a long time. Okay. Uh, and so, I mean, there are, and there's a. I, I, for those of you who are not really into this hobby, you know, the 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 trouble. Sorry, even Southern of Town, the stuff you find at Target is just. I mean, the very, very, very tippy top of an iceberg. That's literally thousands upon thousands of games, and within that, just like think about it, like a movie. You can't just. It's hard to say you just don't like movies. Well, you may not like romantic movies, or you may not like you know tradition like. Uh, uh, slapstick comedies, but you might like dramas or action adventures. Yeah. Sure. So just like with board games, there are there are Euro gamers and Ameritrash games and 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 uh, uh, games Ameritrash that, Ameritrash. It's Liz might just have found her category. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her face. <laughs> take so, me, excuse me, take me to your Ameritrash section, please. So the concept here, and Ameritrash has a really negative connotation, which is unfortunate because it's not it's not a bad type of game. It's just a different style. So you have a uh, on one end you have a Euro, which would be a 
heavily str- a pure euro game has no luck involved whatsoever. Okay. It is 100% strategy all of the time. There's no dice. There's S- no cards for Sounds miserable. Um, it's actually, they can be really fun. I like them. It's just risk um, all the, for like 12 hours. Straight. No, risk <laughs> is actually pure Ameritrash. So the oh. Meritrash games, it is luck. There's, it's, it's, it's much more luck, and it's usually a much heavier theme. Okay. Um, so a Risk is actually a great example of a Meritrash game where, I mean, you can have – I have 100 armies of against your three, and if the dice go the wrong way, my 100 armies are dead and your three are still sitting there. And Listen, you just have to get Asia. Everyone knows you just got to get it's out of Asia. It's holding Asia. That's the problem. You get Australia first. And I love – and this is the thing, too, is I love a good Meritrash game, and I love a good heavy Euro. Uh, but – I so when I tell you that I'm terrible at all of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> I need you to understand that I literally am terrible at all of Eli's them. Eli's laughing in we, like hard agreement. Right <laughs> we played dozens and dozens of games. I placed dead last at at least eighty percent. I'm so proud I mean of you. Dead, I don't mean like I didn't win. I mean there was four players and I was ranked fourth. I'm just picturing you walking <laughs> were... away from each table slowly, going, "All right, guys, see you later." No, I check out my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you there know, were four players, and I ranked seventh in every game. <laughs> Seriously, I actually I won exactly one game. Huh. Uh, well, no, uh, <laughs> it was it's a game called uh, Star Realms, which is, is Jacks. De- no, it's a, de- a game called Star Realms, and I was playing against uh, Scott, who's been on the show, and actually will be on the show in a couple of weeks. And uh, Scott and I, Scott had, was brand new to board games. Had never played the type of game we were playing before, let alone the specific game we were playing before. I had played this game literally dozens and dozens of times and was showing him how to play. Mm-hmm. And I won that game, but not by a lot. Okay. <laughs> and I need to be clear, I wasn't taking it easy on him. I went full, I went after him. I tried to go for like the, the most direct strategy I could. He took kind of a weaker strategy and still, I mean, came within a couple points of winning. Nice. <laughs> so that's the big takeaway. So you're like the Charlie Brown of board games. I really am, but I enjoy it. I, I love playing them. I got a rock. And when you, yeah, <laughs> and when you accept the fact that you're just not going to win these games, and you just mm-hmm. play for funsies, you know. But Dice Tower Con was amazing. It, it is always a great time. You can check out some of the videos we had. Uh, we met a lot of amazingly really cool people, and uh, we actually have some of them come on uh, come on on the show across the next couple of months. So excited to have them on board. Also got to m- m- check out our catch up with our friend Brian Klein over at Manaforge. Yeah, uh, and we got to demo his game. And uh, he's got it, dude. He's he improved upon the game we played last time, and the artwork nice. on it looks gorgeous. So check out Manaforge. So that was that was Dice Tower. Right on, yeah. yeah. Oh, and a huge thank you to uh, her name is Elizabeth and little rocket scientist Travis. Uh, they actually booked a suite for like the day, like the day the tickets went on sale. They booked a suite at the hotel, so they let us stay with them at their at their little suite, and then Travis cooked just awesome food that's awesome nice. yeah because i just they like i would literally get a text message while i was playing a game like hey the food's ready whenever you're done and i'm like awesome done with you nerds <laughs> i place last but still done with you nerds go back <laughs> shove food in my face and then go back and keep so playing did he get to play any games oh yeah yeah okay, he, yeah he i we eli elijah and i were literally gonna live off ramen noodles like mm-hmm. just ramen noodles and like microwave pizzas for three or four that days machines. that was the plan so you were gonna live like me Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was you were you were an inspiration for us, but Aww. Travis wouldn't let us. Uh, Please donate to the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into our review. So we now officially you are entering spoiler areas 
uh, everything. Spoiler alert, guys. He shoots webs from his hands. No, God. How could you just not like? <laughs> dear God, woman. Uh, yeah. So uh, all of that. So if you don't want spoilers, check out the B-roll because our B-roll is actually really interesting this week. Yeah. Um, I suppose it'll, most weeks when it's really lame, I guess. Um, so let's kind of get into it. So uh, as a quick recap for those of you who are not familiar with the, with, with the way we do these things, these are uh, going to be ranked on five categories, originality, and then as in are they doing anything new, uh, plot as in pacing and that kind of pacing and uh, uh, plot holes, that kind of thing. Characters, are we going off lazy tropes or are we actually doing something interesting with these folks? The technical piece, which is uh, your lighting, your sound, your directorial choices, cinematography, et cetera, and our overall enjoyment of the movie. Each of these are ranked on a 1 to 10 scale. The total hits a 50. So that's the perfect movie, I should say, would hit a 50. So mm-hmm. um, before we get into the rankings, though, yeah. let's talk about some initial impressions here. Okay. What'd you guys, how are you guys feeling? I felt pretty great about it. I, was, I, was, I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Anything that dumb? was very stale. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. This is actually we actually bring you on to the show as a co-host for your dynamite commentary. <laughs> it was good, um, and I feel good. Okay. Uh, I, no, it was good. I think it was. It was. Um, I think Marvel does a really good job of you know, even though we're living in a fantasy world, of keeping it kind of realistic. And I feel like this is kind of one of the most realistic portrayals of Spider-Man that we've seen. I really enjoyed the fact that he was actually a teenager in this one. Yeah, you know like that he looked act- like looked a- like and acted like. You know, I feel like in the original, not the original, but you know the first, you know Spider-Man Toby one, two, McGuire. and three, and the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, like he was he was portraying an older kind of high school student and wasn't right. really acting like, like a high why school Why is this 30-year-old in high school? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I feel like this kid was... Did that substitute teacher just get bit by a spider? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I loved, and to be clear, I loved Tobey Maguire as, as Spider-Man. I thought he did a great job, and I know yeah. I'm in the minority on that for, with, with some people. I liked the first one. The second one was okay, but then the, the third one, what happened? That was, I don't know what that was. Have I, you, a side note, super tangent, have you ever seen the video where they remove everything but just the sounds that he's making in that weird jazz club scene no and i don't want to see that don't it'll ruin everything forever yeah i don't i don't want to very bad. i don't want to see that Mm-mm. um i so here's what jumped out for me mm-hmm. um first this movie this movie felt like it fit perfectly within the overall mcu okay. i think this was marvel's coming of age um, okay. In the same way that we have, you know, we, we have a heist one in Ant Man, right? And we've we had seventy three other Marvel movies, but this was Marvel's coming of age. This is Marvel's <laughs> coming of age. I mean, as it, yeah. it cycles through the genres, um, I mean, have we had a rom com yet? Not really. Sooner or later, we're gonna have to get a rom com. Dear God, I mean, if they make Guardians? Captain Marvel a rom com, no, they can't do that. They they shouldn't do that. Don't say they can't do that. No, uh, not Guardians. Well, I mean, no, th- no. there's a romantic That's element. A space but opera. Not- the space opera. Yeah, it actually, yeah. That's, I love that. Yeah. That's, but, uh, uh, yeah, but this is their coming of age, and they did a fantastic job, and you identified with the characters. I love that we had a what looked like a naturally diverse school. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're going to run a science and technology school in the middle of the Bronx, mm-hmm. it's going to look a lot like... Queens. Queens, sorry. In the middle of Queens, it's going to look a lot like that, and that yeah. was awesome. There was even... I was reading one article even commented on the fact there was a bodega cat. Yeah, uh, I mean, like they 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 worked very hard to keep this looking and feeling authentically uh, uh, as close to street level as the cinematic universe is going to get. I'm really glad I they f- didn't kill the bodega cat. Yeah, they can't kill the bodega cat. It's like killing the dog. You never kill the dog. Never kill the dog. There were a few things where I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's Sony doing their thing, and <laughs> those were my only little 
problems with the movie, I think. Yeah. Um, I didn't like, I didn't love the cold open. Oh, with, uh, with, with, with opened up at the beginning of Civil War? No. Sorry, the scene of Civil War? Or? No, with the, uh, with, uh, uh, what's his oh, name? Oh, no, with Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. With Michael Keaton and, and, and taken apart from the end of Avengers. Oh, yeah. 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 That, that whole cold, cold open into the, the, the credits, it made it feel like a TV show and not like a movie to me. Mm, okay. Yeah, I can um, see that. So that didn't really fit the MCU aesthetic for me. Yeah. Um, same thing with the end credits and the even the, the okay, okay the, but that but that post credit scene yeah. oh my god i was so angry yeah. that post credit scene oh that that they both felt like that they had just sony's fingers all over them hmm. uh, the first one the first one maybe mm-hmm. no actually no i don't th- i don't feel like sony no, I mean, i'm saying the, the the actual credits themselves like the 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 music the animation oh yeah 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 very generic just did not feel it, MCU that was got, so different from Guardians or anything else yeah, I was actually thinking about that I was, I was actually thinking about comparing that to the end credits on Guardians yeah because the credits were, on Guardians were like their own movie it was it right. was fun right. just to watch the well and Guardians had by. what like seven post credit scenes I think essentially the, I think the total was, was 14 <laughs> 14 um, and then, are we just throwing out arbitrary numbers yes of course we are um, as far as Tom Holland's concerned, I, I like him as my best Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't know that this was my favorite Spider-Man movie, but I like him the best for, for Spider-Man and for Peter Parker. I, I like him as the most realistically portrayed, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. oh, teenager yeah, yeah. that doesn't know what to do with his abilities quite yet. Kind of cocky, but also kind of, the what am I doing? The scene, and we're just full spoilers, people. <laughs> the scene where he gets buried under the building. Yeah. Oh my god! And he's screaming for help. Mm-hmm. That, that le- legitimately made me very anxious and like very emotional. Right. That felt like a panel. It 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 did. And and I think what what is amazing here is that you knew walking into it. Tom Holland lives. There's no right. question as oh, of to course. Tom Holland is going to not just live. He's going to end this movie swinging on the web, like swinging on the web. Like there was, right. but. In that moment, you forgot that. In that moment, you were there with him. The only thing I could equate it to that I've seen in recent if, entertainment anywhere is, uh, 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 and again, minor spoiler alert, uh, the Battle of the Bastards. Hmm. When you were with Jon Snow, and oh. he's in the very center of that. The oh difference is God. you don't know that Jon Snow is going to make it out. You, you agree. You agree. don't. <laughs> but the fact that those two, that, that was the well, only thing. Well, he died thing, once. Right. It's so passe at this point, but the uh, but the fact that 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 was the only scene I could think of that evoked that kind of like I am in there, I am with you, I am like I'm getting uncomfortable. I feel like I'm looking around to make sure I can still move my arms. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, was an incredible piece of cinematography. It's almost mm-hmm. like watching 127 hours. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was an incredible cinematography. It was incredible uh, uh, acting on Tom Holland's part. It was yeah. incredible lighting. Everything about that scene was just phenomenal. And obviously, you know, they used that scene to show him kind of uh, getting his inner strength and his physical strength yeah. to, to break out of that. Right. But, but also as I was watching it, it was, okay, is Tony going to show up and get him out of here? Exactly. Right, yeah, is, I was totally expecting Iron Man to blow Ned in. Is going to show up and help him dig him his exactly. way out? Yeah. Like, who's going to help him? Because every step along the way, somebody's helping him. Yeah. That's the first real that was like the, the, the pressure personal, that he has to face. The personal growth moment, like the, the mm-hmm. individual, yeah. That's like, him becoming Spider-Man. And, and let's talk about this piece, too, as a matter of fact, coming along with that. Spider-Man never once actually beats Vulture. Mm-hmm. In every single fight, Vulture kicks his ass. Right, because yeah. this, isn't a, this isn't an established hero. This is somebody 
you know, learning the ropes. Yeah, yeah but but <laughs> even in even in the uh, but in any other superhero movie, at the end here, he would triumph over Vulture. He would defeat mm-hmm. the Vulture in some way. Right. The Vulture only was defeated because he did it himself. The Vulture defeated himself. Exactly. I mean, and I know. Can the, we talk about Michael Keaton just for a minute? Oh, oh my, my god. god. Oh my god. Michael Keaton is in everything. How about the scariest scene so in the entire movie? When he's driving them to the homecoming oh dance. Oh my god! Oh yeah, that scene was incredible. Well, and who who was total? I mean, like he opened the door and we were all like, "Twist!" Oh yeah, no, Didn't I see that coming. I assumed when he opened the door that he'd found her and kidnapped her yeah. and was holding her hot. Like, oh no, I, that's as, what I was. That, that that was my first thought. Actually, as he was approaching the door, I was like, oh, "He's gonna be the dad. He's gonna be the dad." No, as soon this as, is gonna be awesome. As soon as that door opened, I think out loud in the theater full of children, which I'm not proud of, I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> they should know better. You got um, me. You once but then do- it, it's the beauty of of seeing Michael Keaton's realization in the car. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, yeah. and look at and this the, girl the, going. The, look at the, the girl, girl being going. completely oblivious. Shut up, babe. What's wrong with you? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> like, how are you not like throwing bows at her? Like, uh, come on, uh, oh, Dad. Been... Peter's got a Tony Stark internship, and he's <laughs> he's friends with Spider Man. <laughs> and you just killed your boyfriend. Yeah, congratulations. But there was, and, and I... we see a little red sticking out from under his sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and then, I, but I do, I did feel. I think part of that was too. Was like. I have been in the backseat of a car yes. uh, as a teenage boy. And that's scary to begin with. Girl, right, with dad driving you and him looking up in the rear of you and making eye contact with you. And I'm not Spider-Man and that wasn't a supervillain. <laughs> but holy shit, I've never been so scared in my life. Yeah. Like, that's you, what makes that scene so terrifying is that's a real life fear that everybody has been through. Mm-hmm. And then you throw on top of it, by the way, he wants to kill you and everyone you love. Oh right, right, but for real this time. It doesn't yeah. just feel like he yeah. wants to. I take that back. There was actually the one dad who I think <laughs> literally did want to kill me. Yeah, I had one of those. Uh, too. Yeah, and he wasn't wrong. He mm. probably should have done it, but mm. whatever. Too late now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was. that was I, there. So what, what was the problem with this movie? Where, where, where are the weak points? Before we get into the actual grades here, where are the weak points for it? I think um, I wasn't prepared. Hold on. I think yeah, well, I, so. I'll start. I'll, I'll start off because yeah. there's not a lot here. I was very, very happy with this movie. Yeah, overall. I had I had trouble finding because I because now that we do this, I don't watch movies in the same way. Thank you very much. You've ruined movie watching for me forever because I'm constantly <laughs> thinking like, oh, the technicalities and this is. Blah, blah, blah. You know what it. I didn't like was the the scene uh, with the airplane. Okay, there we go. Yep. Yeah. When they're fighting in midair, and it looks three times like Spider-Man goes right into the engine. Yeah. And then yeah. they're like, there's a cut, and you're like, wait, wait, what, what, what just happened? Yeah. That scene took me out of it like three different times that happened. Well, and I feel like, you know, in this version of Spider-Man, any other version of Spider-Man you've ever seen, he's always just very easily stuck to things. And this one, it yeah, that's not... Exactly there for him. It takes a little effort for him to actually cook onto things. And and first of all, here's my main argument. You ever see a spider hang onto an airplane (laughs) flying through the air at thousands of miles per hour? A man-sized one? A man-sized spider? I have seen spiders hang onto my windshield way, way longer than they should have. And that was really creepy and disgusting, and I felt bad about it afterwards. (laughs) I didn't slow down, though. (laughs) Of course you didn't. Windshield washer fluid. (laughs) I'm not going to smear that stuff all over my... Anyway, um, I think for me, one of the things that I... There is way too much of the, what happens. There's way too much of, the, of of the plot here that happens to yeah. uh, Spider-Man rather than Spider-Man being the architect of his own destiny. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there are several places where things happen. Just he kind of like they just happen to him. You know what I mean? He's not. And I think that 
but even as, even as I complain about that, I will say that I also recognize that there is an intentionality there, that that mm-hmm. wasn't – in a lot of stories, when you see that happen, it's weak writing. Um, but I think in this one, you can see a point to it. They're making a point here. There's a reason that he never beats Vulture, and you can see it consistently throughout it, which is why I don't think it, it, drew, it drew me out during the movie at all. It wasn't until afterward as I was really starting to think through the film that I was like, well, I guess. Was this find- too much of an Iron Man movie? Not like only you think there was too much Iron Man in it, like be, between the amount of Tony Stark and Happy that we had, and the onboard AI, and all the tricks and and stuff in the suit. I don't think so. Uh, I think it's necessary. It, I think I think I think Iron Man's presence is necessary. Absolutely, to teach him things. He's got to have presence, but he turned he that needs- suit into an Iron Man suit with Spider Man dressing. I thought it was pretty cool. I think absolutely, but should we have seen him in a in a more traditional suit first? No, and here's why: I think that they get away with it for two reasons. One, most importantly, um, we skip the origin story. Mm-hmm. Thank um, God, right. we 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 get it. He got we, bit by a spider. We don't right. need to do it again. We don't need. We to basically see... replace old Ben, uh, Uncle Ben, with the uh, bodega owner. Right, yeah. yeah. I no longer, I don't need to see Uncle Ben die any more than I need to see Wayne and Martha. What did you say? Martha. What did you say to him? Uh, then I need to see them die. Like, I don't, <laughs> I get it. Let's move on. Everyone, literally, I don't care. You don't have to have ever been a nerd your entire life. Yeah. You never need to have touched a comic book. You get how he got his powers. And the beauty of Ned being like, a spider bit you? Right. Like, yeah. is that spider still around? Right. <laughs> like, that scene, that was beautiful. So I like the suit, and here's why. A, because it makes sense in this universe, mm-hmm. and B, because it makes sense for it, it, the portrayal of Peter Parker in this version of the movie, and he's he's so young, and you see the suit that he creates for himself. It's a sweatsuit. Right. It's a sweatshirt. That You know what I mean? Right. So it makes sense to me that his first real high-tech spider suit mm-hmm. is made by somebody like Tony Stark. Because well, he wouldn't be able to craft that himself. He's a 14-year-old kid that doesn't know... And that, and that I think, comes to my second point. Mm-hmm. That Tony acts within character for the entire, every, uh, for the entire piece. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything that Tony does within Tony's character. So, it does... It, I mean, does the Iron Man thing feel a little heavy-handed at points? Yeah, maybe a little bit. But you never see Tony Stark do anything that Tony Stark wouldn't do normally. So mm-hmm. uh, let's go ahead and get into the rankings here. So yeah. we're, and then we'll, we, we got a couple of the points that I want to talk about. I want to make sure that we, we discuss Pepper Potts uh, and that weirdness. So once again, we've got originality, plot, characters, technical, and our overall. So we'll start with originality. Is this movie doing anything new? Are we seeing a different story, a different take? I mean, what, what are you guys giving it? One to ten scale. What are you guys giving it for originality? Liz, we'll start with you. I give it a seven on the Spider-Man originality scale. Right. So, but that's, so adjusted for the fact that this is the yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six Spider-Man movie. Obviously, this is a story that's been told and told and told and mm-hmm. told. But again, I'm, so, I'm very impressed with the theme of this one, with the feel of it, and with the realism of it. this just being mm-hmm. a kid. Who got bit by a spider and now he gets to do all sorts of cool stuff. Okay, so so she's coming into seven, so, uh, and I know you're. I know you. You never give it to. You never give full points on originality. I don't. Um, but at the same time, this is different than any Spider-Man movie we've seen um, in a lot of ways, especially with bringing in uh, Iron Man and uh, skipping the origin story. Mm-hmm. And, and there's definitely a lot of original things to this. So I'm, I'm bumping it up to an eight. Ooh. 
I'm actually coming down at an eight as well, and and uh, the one of the main reasons I think I'm giving I'm I'm going there as, as well mm-hmm. um, is a lot of what you're talking about things like things like uh, 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 what's his name Flash Thompson mm-hmm. no longer being the the, you know, the six foot five blonde hair blue eyed jock yeah right. because the bullies that you have to worry about today are not I mean they're never the obvious six foot you know those guys right. get the, this guy was just I especially mean, at this school. It makes right. sense that the bully is going to be this snarky, uh, you know, this kid's an online troll. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, yeah, just yeah. the worst. Why'd you have to make him a DJ? Yeah, I saw oh, that too. Oh, that was so great. I know that had to hurt you a little bit when oh, you're no. assholes. Um, <laughs> also, you never get that kind of call and response, by the way, just so we're yeah. all clear here. That when I say whatever it is, when I say penis, you say park, whatever it was, mm-hmm. you <laughs> never get that kind of a call and response. Just never. Not unless... No. Anyway, um, have you? How many high school parties did you go to? Uh, not as many as I would have liked. <laughs> oh god. So I. So I'm going eight two. Sir, can you come up to an eight? Yeah, I can come up to an eight. Okay. So we I, got was, a, I was being like humble. Well, just just kind of hedging your bets there a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think overall, all, all the way around, originality. This was this was an ori- this wasn't just an original Spider-Man story. This was an original Superman. Su- sorry, Superman. <laughs> also original Superman. Very original Superman story. <laughs> an original superhero story. You know, like yeah. this was doing something different. All right, let's talk about plot. Okay. Uh, when we look at pacing, when we look at the overall flow of the story. Uh, how do you feel like it did? Dan, we'll start with you this time. I felt this was another place that it, it did lack a little bit. There were obviously amazing scenes, like like the the, the car ride to the uh, the dance, and, and, and you know so many of the things we've talked about. But there are so many points where this story just lags, and he's just calling happy and saying, "Hey, when am I going to get a mission? I help save this old lady today." And it's just like, come on find a bank robbery something right. eventually he does but it's like it that part lagged really hard for me um so i'm i'm docking that a little bit i'm giving it a seven okay uh i think i'm gonna actually come right around the same spot this is the story the i didn't like the fact that the story didn't from a, from a, i mean i just where i look at the character issue it was what it, two hours and 14 minutes it yeah. usually could have been an hour and 45 yeah we could have definitely cut some stuff down here i get why they included some of it mm-hmm. but um i think that i agree with you i also where the the lack of more of a more of an active role mm-hmm. so i i actually ended up as a seven uh i mean lots of good stuff happening not not bad by any means but definitely had some room for improvement yeah uh where'd you end up liz i see i'm at like i'm an I'm at a high eight for the plot. Really? Yeah. And I, you know, and I like that kind of, you know, we don't throw him into immediately being the superhero that's going to save everybody and be awesome. Like you see that kind of like, okay, I can do all this stuff and and I want to be an Avenger. And and they, they kind of teased me with the idea of becoming that. And now I'm trying to be a superhero, but all I can do is help ladies across the street. And all I can do is kind of jump around and find minor crime and bike robberies and things like that but didn't you find the montage a little much i didn't know i didn't i thought it was entertaining and i thought it kind of it, it to me it, it spoke to the fact that it was like he, the wait. you know it, it really portrayed the waiting on his part of of you know he wants something so bad it, it kind of turned into kick-ass for a little while he- <laughs> you know well, and I, you know, and I think I, I see where this is coming from, and I definitely sure. kind of felt that too because there is, I mean, w- one of the things that they that nobody really addresses here is how incredibly screwed up it is for Tony Stark to grab 
a 14 year old kid and throw him into the middle <laughs> Take of him to Germany and <laughs> right into the middle of a pow- of, of a fight with literal gods. There was yeah. a literal God. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, no there wasn't. Sorry. 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 My mistake. No, uh, you've got, you, you've got like literal superheroes that have fought off hordes of aliens here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you but have- it's okay because he's like, Oh, I still, I still Captain America shield. <laughs> right. Like you can't, that that's really screwed up. Yeah. And the look on Ned's face when they got to the bank. And the bodega, yeah. And when he was like, "Dude, you were here." Yeah, you could have died. Like that wasn't that was that was great. Yeah, right. I just I think you know, and for and that and and, and just and, and plot, I think the whole story was so great. I think we watched him grow as a as a person. We watched him grow as a, as a hero coming into his own as Spider Man, finding himself as Spider Man. You know, I think I I I was pretty solid on the plot. For those reasons, it wasn't just you know uh, Toby Maguire's Spider Man. He yeah, he was a little awkward, and it took him a minute to kind of figure out his Spider Man. But we got all of that in the beginning of the first movie, and then he was Spider Man. You know, and right. this is just more of like a like a it's an underdog story, and I'm a sucker for an underdog story. I mean, she's making some good points here. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think you can slide up? I'll slide up if I you guess. do. I guess. I mean, we normally we normally drag scores down. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm willing to I'm, I'm willing to slide up to an eight for plot. I mean, I I'm not sure. I, I'll do it under a little bit of duress, but but Liz just makes some really good points. All right, so eight for that. So the next piece we got is our characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, this for me is one of the places where this movie absolutely shined. Oh, absolutely. There was in the every all of these characters. I don't think I've ever had to put as many characters into a screen. Right. Right, and if as you guys, I did for this. And if you aren't checking us out on our YouTube page, but on our YouTube video with, where we actually have these up, absolutely check out the screen, the the the, the show notes here, because Dan does an awesome job with these. Oh, thank uh, you. We have all of our characters with their both the actor's name and the uh, and the character name, and it makes it real easy for us when we're trying to review things here. But there's not a character there that was wasted. Every character there was consistent. Every character there developed. Betty, who's Betty? Betty's the other member of the. Uh the the mathletes or whatever they are. Oh my god! Like I'm looking at this and I'm looking at her face on the screen and I cannot recall this poor girl from well, this movie. I couldn't find a picture of her from the movie, so I just had to find like a press shot of her. Yeah. Um. They definitely unprettied her a little bit for the. For can the we movie? say that? Like. Oh, that's who that they was. They dulled her down a little bit. Her look. Okay. Yeah, they did the same thing to poor Marissa Tomei, who still didn't manage to look anything other than. Yeah, she was so frumpy in this movie. They really tried to frump up Marissa Tomei. <laughs> that's as frumped up as she gets. Oh, they the, put highway pants on her yeah that was that which was somehow made her hotter <laughs> the, the great thing though about like the uh what was it the academic olympics or the, de- uh, the decathlon the decathlon yeah. yeah that team like those are all peter parker's friends from high school like those are canon comic book characters yeah. that's why i included betty up here on the screen even though she was just kind of a throwaway right um but well that and symmetry yeah, that in symmetry. Um, so I, I <laughs> literally don't think there was a character here that I disliked. They made some, they made some pretty strong changes from the source material, mm-hmm. and I was okay with every single one of them. Um, there was not one character here that I was unhappy with that bothered me. There was one that I felt like acted suddenly out of character, uh, you know, which drives s- me bonkers. And speaking of characters, he's not, he's not a character, but we got, we got. Uh, we got a Stan Lee cameo super early. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that was a super early cameo. Like, because usually you got to wait for it, you got to find it. It's really strange. Mm-hmm. And then, no, he was just there. Oh, we did not. We need to take a second right now. Yes, we do. Uh, Let's pay some respect here. You want to? You want to do it, Dan? 
Yeah, so... Uh, this should have been in our This Week in Geek, folks, and we apologize, but we're going to do it right now. Yeah, it really should have. And one of the days that I've been dreading is the day that we uh, eventually lose Stanley. Yeah. That's going to probably be one of my top 10 worst days of my life, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, the guy is 93 years old, so... Uh, this was his last trip to, to MegaCon in Florida uh, right. this year, and unfortunately this week he lost his wife. Um, Joan. Yeah, Joan. And she was, I think, 95. also... Yeah, she was 95. Yeah. yeah, the article said that they've misprinted it oh, no, first, she, and they listed yeah. her as 93, and then they corrected themselves. She was actually 95. Right. Yeah, they were married for 69 years. Cool. Um, Incredible. And, and this, the, story, the story about how they met, I, reading reading the article, I was at work and I'm like in tears at my desk. Like this is so beautiful. So <laughs> she's she's been quoted as saying, you know, people always talk about Spider Man, but you should see the love letters he wrote me. Yeah, you know, That's... like the guy was a real writer, and she basically is the reason that we have comic books today. Yeah, if it wasn't for Joan, this would all be gone because Stan was about to quit. Uh, writing and she said well before you quit write one comic book that you can be proud of so he wrote fantastic four number one and it saved the industry it saved marvel comics and it produced the entire universe that we've been talking about and then we got multiple terrible terrible movies about it which is not his fault not it's his, not fault, his at fault at all it's um, the best so it's the we, most we're, successful we're, comic we're gonna get back to, to the thing here but we uh, just just you know our, our our thoughts and prayers are with you there uh mr lee so um, anyway, so to go back to the characters, though, uh, uh, this one hit on all cylinders for me. I, we got the Tinkerer. Yeah, I mean, I think, <laughs> that's so cool. And you know what? I want to mention this, too, because I think this is the other piece here. These characters, they, they had three bad guys, mm-hmm. four bad guys that you could theorize. I mean, technically, if you want to call the uh, the shocker, you want to do that. But mm-hmm. um, they still managed to do it without being obnoxious. Yeah. They didn't put the Tinkerer in some costume and have go into tink- the Tinkerer's yeah. backstory, right. which is he- what they typically do in these Spider-Man movies. He was just there. And if you did no idea who the Tinkerer was, don't worry about it. You don't need to know who the Tinkerer is. We're not going to tell you it's the Tinkerer. He's just going back there and do his thing. It's just every time they show him and he's got like more tech around him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. His supplies are building and building and building. You're like, oh, my God. I, it was, I, I could so, do the high altitude Vacuum seal thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, I think for me, for characters, a, a nine. How'd you feel about Donald Glover? Oh, my loved, God. Loved whole. Can we talk about him for a second? Hands yeah. down, like, favorite like, favorite character. Come on, man. I got ice cream in here. <laughs> like, it was... It First was, of all, he looked so stoned. Oh, my God. He probably and, was. And to be honest, I was and he probably was. Yeah. But um, you really got, like, like if if Troy had, like... <laughs> A legit hard cousin. Okay. Right? Then I feel like... Well, and that's the beauty of this, because he mentioned his nephew. Do you know who his nephew is? No. Do oh, you? oh, 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 uh, 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 is that Miles Morales? Yeah. Yeah. This is Miles Morales' uncle, and Miles Morales is based on Donald Glover. Oh, you're talking about in real life? No, no. Well, no the, uh, I'm talking about both. In real life, they based the comic book Miles Morales off of Donald Glover because he wanted to play Spider-Man. Everybody wanted him to play Spider-Man. Okay. And they said, well, we can't because he's not black. Spider-Man isn't black. Oh, right. So they that made whole, a black Spider-Man. That whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So now he plays Aaron Davis, who is Miles Morales' uncle. Okay. Okay. And, it was, and the suit that they showed at the end, the Avengers suit. Yeah. That's a Miles Morales costume. Okay. And it was he was it was a it was a great character it was it was really well done he was phenomenal and it was that way it was just a bunch of, just just enough comedy just enough snark 
And fucking it's Donald Glover, man. I don't care what he's doing. Second favorite character, and I'm disappointed that you don't have him up on the screen here, the gym teacher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For that one line. <laughs> I don't know. This guy's probably like a war criminal by now, but let's, <laughs> let's do these exercises. <laughs> so anyway, uh, characters, I'm going to nine. Uh, Liz, where are you? I'm at a nine. I'm at a nine with characters. I'm at an eight. Okay. That's Tell us pretty why. high for me. <laughs> right, well, well, you're going to have to. It's going to take something to talk me down to an eight here. Um, yeah, well, okay. What really brought it down from, from an eight or to an eight for me? Not enough Donald Glover? <laughs> no, no. Never enough Donald Glover. No, there's right? never enough of that. But um, you know what I really didn't like was the MJ twist. Really? Yeah. Okay. That bothered you? Mm-hmm. I, I, I like it. MJ stands for Mary Jane. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Not Michelle okay. something. Yeah. Yeah, I know, and I, I agree. And that piece, that piece was, uh, would t- takes away a little bit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't pull it down It doesn't that take far. away from her character, though. Her character's no. awesome. Her she character's great. incredible. Although they have, I mean, to be fair, like, if you, it, that's, right. not, that's not Mary Jane. Who makes toast at a high school party? Right. right. That was my favorite scene. This girl's my spirit animal. Like. <laughs> but but my, my thing here is like, I understand we need to update Mary Jane for the 21st century. So mm-hmm. she does not have to be a white redhead who is a struggling actress. That is not a required piece right. I'm to fine do with that. that. Um, but they have taken away like a, a lot of like her personality has been mm-hmm. drastically rewritten. Yeah. yeah, her 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 outlook on life, her motive, her everything has been drastically yeah, rewritten. She's just not MJ. She's not. That's not Mary Jane. But that wasn't a problem for me in this movie because she played a very secondary role, like a tertiary yeah. role. Don't contradict yourself on how you feel about originality. I'm not. I just <laughs> didn't like this part of that originality. <laughs> I I don't think I can I don't think I, I don't think that's enough to slide me down to an eight though. Okay. I'm not gonna argue it. It's fine. It's one position. It's, I it's mean cool. it's it's fair. I your 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 concerns are fair, and I think next mm-hmm. movie I'm gonna be bothered a lot more by it. Yeah. Yeah. But for right now, now this, this, this movie, yeah. This throwaway line at the end. The end had so many weird beats, and I want to talk about that afterwards. It did. It had three. I don't know if they were going for a three beat, but they managed to get a three beat of really weird, like, what? Um, yeah, I don't think that's what that is. No. That's not, <laughs> that's well, not a three beat. That, that It is. They may not have meant it to do no, that. No, no, no. That's not a three beat. Nah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that was characters. What we got next? Technical. So technically. What did we land on? Did we land on nine for characters? We, left it on, we landed on nine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm not just playing on my phone, everyone. I'm actually keeping track of this stuff. She's not just playing on her phone. Uh, I'm killing a Candy Crush right now. <laughs> uh, technical. So we talk about technical. Uh, we're talking about the the overall direction, cinematography, yada, yada, yada. This one wasn't as high for me, but I think, yeah. Dan, what you want to kick us off here? Now, again, like, let's start this off by saying what format did you guys see the movie in? I saw it in Dolby Digital at AMC. Uh, boring traditional at Oviedo. Normal movie mode is what I'm going to call right. mine. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any. Okay, so we all saw it in normal movie mode. Well, Dolby Digital is large format and all that. It's, just, it's basically IMAX. He saw it better than oh, us. Oh, okay. So he saw it better than us. So why don't you kick it off? So I'm going to bring up CGI stuff again. So tell me what you thought about it. Okay. Yeah. The only part that again brought me out of it technically was that airplane scene where it just kept on looking like he's falling into the engine the engine explodes now the engine's back and he's okay and i it just did not make visual sense to me mm-hmm. the way that that scene was cut 
hey. Other than that, I, I really liked everything. I didn't really see any problems. I wasn't a huge fan of the AI in the suit and all that, but what they did, they did really well. What's your number? I'm going with an eight. Okay. Where'd you land? See, I gave this a seven, and I had some, I had some, I had some CGI issues, and I think I was, I was paying very close attention to it because of our Wonder Woman discussion. Mm-hmm. But there were some, there were some big issues for me, and I don't know if it's just because we expect so much better, or because we've. I, I think I that, feel like CGI is getting lazy. I, I think that they are making these movies more and more now for 3D and large format viewing. And I just don't think that's fair because think about watching it like that's that doesn't hold up long term like that's great for releasing it in the theater Mm -hmm. and i get it like okay maybe you're going to remaster it before you release it to dvd to be viewed at home but i don't i just i just think well they're not worried about dvd anymore now it's blu-ray whatever and digital (laughs) or just streaming yeah Yeah, digital streaming i can't keep up it landed in a seven for you it landed at a seven for me there were some there the the plane scene bothered me there was some in the beginning when during that whole montage he's swinging around on his web and there was a really funky like yeah, Eli knows. It, there was a really funky, like, oh my god, that was really bad. Like he swings very close to the camera, yeah. and it's just it's bad. I actually this I gave this a six. Wow. Ooh, wow. Yeah, I mean it was better than average, but there was nothing. There was nothing. Uh, there, there were a couple standout moments, like for example, the scene where he's getting crushed, um, mm-hmm. that stood out as as really really well. Outside of that, this thing was. I mean. From a technical standpoint, this thing was uninspired. Um, the music didn't really do much of anything for me. It was pretty kind of a bland stuff. A lot of those choices, the cold open piece um, mm-hmm. was another one. I'm kind of with you. It felt very bland. The end credits were, I mean, especially coming off of something like Guardians, mm-hmm. they, they're just meh. Um, yeah, and to bring up Guardians, there's a, there's, a, there's a moment in the beginning of this movie, too, where there was a very, there was a soundtracky thing going on that I was just like, all right, stop. <laughs> oh, yeah, when they're when they're uh, when uh, is it when they're doing what you call it the the song that they use? But you know what I'm talking about. Blitzkrieg Bob. Yes. No. 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 That's what they play during the credits, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was something else they played. There's something else, but it was just like the music was very loud, and it was very obvious that they were like they were like we're playing this song right now, and I was right. just like, okay, like let Guardians have that mm-hmm. because that's what Guardians does. Well, I mean, we established yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Iron Man. With, oh, that's I yeah. Mean, well, this and, entire and this it, entire universe has used music in that way. And if yeah. you're going to establish a teen movie or a coming-of-age movie, or whatever you want to right. call that. I don't think there's a teen movie that has ever started without a loud, overly loud, obnoxious... Very true. But mm. overall, I mean, I'm sorry, this, this thing, I just, it was uninspired. Like, I'm not, I'm not hard on that sex. I'm willing to give on it, but... How did we feel about the fairy scene? I like the fairy scene. The fairy scene was good. I was worried about the fairy scene. The fairy scene? I was worried because I was worried that it was mocking the train scene. Oh mm. no no from, no! They from Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. I, I, I and yeah. I brought that up when we were talking about this before. It was really when we were you know like hey Spider Man news. Well, I mean through all of the movies and through the comic books, it's that's that's a common theme with Spider Man is this giant immovable object needs to be stopped. He's got to use his webs and somehow ends up in a crucifix position. Right? Yeah. You know that's that's his thing. That's that's just Spider Man. I'm just glad that the, that the suit didn't rip. <laughs> Yeah, because I was going to get really upset <laughs> if the suit ripped. But I did like how it was like you know he had the, that kind of like triumphant moment, and then the suit was like you were ninety eight percent successful. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was rough. And there's no cars on the Staten Island Ferry. 
So, no, no. Hmm. I mean, I guess that is a technical there, there piece. Has, there, there hasn't been since. Like, is that the night. one mistake that they admitted to? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I did. I didn't know that. I saw that there was here. one, but I, didn't. I have been to New York City once for about fifteen minutes, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to claim like I like have deep knowledge of the Staten Island Ferry. But the the article did say that they 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 changed that up for the, in order to make the scene work, which I would normally be okay with. But mm-hmm. and I don't I don't take points off for that. But it just it's just uninspired. So we're, so you landed seven. You said what? I eight? was on an eight, and I'm at a six. It sounds like a seven to me. I'll go to yeah. seven. I'm fine with a seven. Uh, overall enjoyment. Uh, I was not taken. Oh, actually, Liz, we'll let you start. Uh, overall enjoyment, I was at an eight. Mm-hmm. I did. I, I overall, I enjoyed this movie. There, I didn't have any. I didn't have a lot of serious issues with it, aside from the CGI piece. There was nothing that made me go like, "Ooh, I'm gonna just tuck that one away and save it for later." Like, right. I, I really did. I en- I enjoyed it. I thought I thought that it was unique for being a Spider-Man movie. I thought it was very well done. I thought the acting was great. I actually would be at a nine, except for the ending. Yeah, there was these three points at the ending. Okay, so let's bring up let's bring up your yeah. Give me your your non three beat three beat. I'm joking around. I obviously know it's not like an actual three beat, but Wait, I'm like, are we talking about music? No, no, a three beat is is a writing device. Oh, okay, thank you. So where you it's, talk about something once, and then you refer back to it twice, and then you wrap it up with a third one, so they they kind of dovetails together. And the third one either uh, goes with it or subverts it. Gotcha. Right. So um, this was not I, – I, I, I joke around about being a three-beat, but right. this was uh, um, uh, her revealing herself as MJ. Yeah. Uh, it was weird. was weird. Pepper Potts suddenly showing up after missing four – I love that. That, that might have been the piece that made it a little it, bit too Iron Man-y. It is. Well, that's mm-hmm. only two. And then the third one here, uh, uh, this whole uh, Aunt May real, uh, finding him in the spider suit. Mm. Those three beats – are all so jarring for me. Yeah, that I don't they, see. I liked the that. Name. Was my other thing that I had a problem with is now both Aunt May knows and does she though? Because all she sees is him dressed up in a spider suit. I think we there's and she no, goes, "What the?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and uh, what's his name? Uh, the uh, Michael Keaton. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Vulture. Vulture. Yeah, Vulture knows. Well, I, I don't know. Has there ever I, been a, a? I've never seen a version of Spider-Man which Aunt May knows that he's Spider-Man. Aside from post-Civil War, right? When he literally pulls off his mask and reveals to the world mm-hmm. that he's Spider-Man. Comics, uh, uh, Civil, Civil War, War not yeah. the movies. Um, I just that all three of those, especially how close they and, all, and that's together. after decades. This is, that's when he's a grown ass man. That's not right. High school spider. Exactly. Right. Like I mean, this is one of the most well guarded secrets in all of comic books is the identity of Spider Man. And now Iron Man knows, Happy knows, Aunt May knows, and the Vulture knows, and the Vulture knows, and, and I, Ned. Yeah, I, that's five people knowing the greatest secret of all time. No. I don't like that part of it. Now, that is in keeping with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Nobody really has a secret identity in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. True. I yeah. Mean, so I guess it's key, it is kind of keeping with that. Like We're not going to stress about secret identities. That's not a thing we're going to do. Yeah. Letting DC kind of hang on and worry about that. But so I, you said you would be at a nine, so you're at an eight? I'm at an eight. Okay. But those three things, all three of them, especially occurring in such quick succession, you know, after the third, I mean, we're at the end of the third act. We're, we're just, we're in resolution. And you just go one, two, three, and I'm, it, it did. It, it, it See, the MJ thing didn't – it bothered me, but it bothered me just because I was like, why would you have to do that? Not yeah. because like I felt like they were revealed it in a weird way. Um, well, it's just – I mean, and I, that, one, that one is as a guy who has read 
not a ton of Spider-Man comics, but somebody who's followed Spider-Man as a character for a long time. Yeah. I don't need her to be, like I said, I don't need her to be a white redhead. No. But I do need a, she is an, uh, you know, the, 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 this confident, uh, uh, there's a personality piece that goes along the way here. And I could see mm-hmm. where they were going with it. I mean, the woman, the girl, whatever, yeah. uh, eating toast at a, at a high school party without shame or reservation. Just, just spreading some peanut butter on it. Like, mm-hmm. what's up? Cool what's party, up? huh? <laughs> right. Like, and she does it. So there is that kind of, I guess, 2017 casual confidence yeah. uh, that just looks very, very different. No, but. thanks. I don't want to tour a building that was built by slaves. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Yeah, that, was, that was pretty good. But that's just not MJ. That's the thing. Right. That, it's not your MJ. It's not anybody's MJ. <laughs> MJ. Well, it is. It is now. I guess. I mean. So anyway. So I landed. I landed at an eight, but I came at it from the other side. Where'd you land for overall? Uh, I'm also at an eight. Okay. Well, that makes, that that that, made, that part makes it easier then. So it mm-hmm. Be the first time in a uh, for Geek's Sake history. Yeah. So give us the give us our give us our breakdown of how we landed there from original originally plot originality plot blah blah blah. So originality, we agreed on an eight. Mm-hmm. Plot, we agreed on eight. Characters were at a nine. Tech, we're at seven, and overall, we're at eight. Okay. So somebody, I thought you were going to ask me to give you the total, and I was like, Al, I cannot math that fast. Forty. Forty. So overall, we're giving this one a forty. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, how's that? How's that rank it on our big am, list of everything we've I'm ever pulling that up as we speak? All right. Let's see. All right. I, I had mine up. Uh, let's see. So we, our next movie review, while he does that, will be uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, and uh, I'm I'm hopeful. This is without a doubt one of the ballsiest. This is the ballsiest movie of the summer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as what they're attempting. Yeah. You mean it's not Geostorm? It's not Geostorm. Geostorm's not the ballsiest movie of the summer. <laughs> When's that one come out? I don't know, but hey, Dave. Seriously, Dave Cucuzzello, we're we're looking at you, buddy. We're getting you back in. You've got to talk us through Geostorm. <laughs> You've got to talk us through Geostorm. Uh, if you haven't seen the previews for this one yet, folks, I'm not even going to describe it to you. Just go YouTube the trailer for Geostorm Ugh. and know that it is, in fact, a real movie. Because you're going to wonder at a certain point, is this real or is this some like, fan-made thing? No, no, no. That's a real movie coming out. Uh, apparently somebody looked at the old disaster movies like Dante's Peak and what was the other one? Oh, Dante's Peak. Yeah, looked at those and thought, or, or, or what was the one with the rock? Uh, there was a disaster San Andreas. movie with the rock? San Andreas. Somebody looked at San I don't An- even know what that is. Yeah, that's, that's an earthquake fine. movie. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's fine. Accurate. That's, yeah. That's, uh, the, the, somebody looked at San Andreas and thought, too realistic. Yeah. So, uh, so how's it do for us? Spider-Man comes in at third. We've got Wonder Woman at 44. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 at 42. Spider-Man at 40, The Mummy at 29, and <laughs> Ghost in the Shell at 28. <sighs> There's, I'm betting Valerian gets in the like, mid-30 range. I can't wait for our next I'm really hoping review. that it gets a really high technical score, at least. I'd better. I think it will. I, think it's, I mean, it already looks like one of the most gorgeous films I've ever... Yeah. But, of course, uh, uh, Ghost in the Shell looked gorgeous. <laughs> that was... It looked... It looked all right. Yeah, it was, looked okay. Uh, it looked like a movie. Uh, but what do you folks think? Keep it spoiler free in the uh, in the comments. But we would really like to get your ranking. So um, if you can do, I mean, just just give it straight up down. What'd you give the movie on the raw? What'd you give the movie for for our six categories? Uh, we'd love to see what you guys have to say. And if we see anything particularly noteworthy, we'll make sure to mention it on the show next week. So with that, let's get into our B roll. All right. Okay. Nope, I lied. It bothers me. It does. Ah, so, we knew it was going to. So uh, if you look on our show notes, you'll see that the B-roll says, uh, Alexa saves the day, question mark. But that is a picture of a Google Home, yes. not not Alexa. And it, I didn't think it was going to bother me, but it, 
it bothers me now. I'm getting a little, I can't look at the screen. Um, so, are you are you an Alexa or are you a, you're a Google? Oh, I'm a Google fanboy, but I got love for Alexa. Okay, mm. uh, I don't think Alexa's Alexa's not a bad piece of equipment at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wanted to do shopping, Alexa, I think it outstrips Google Home. Uh, but I use it for the random search capabilities and for the some of the other pieces. So for See, me, I'm a very very happy Google homeowner. You know, and speaking of Alexa and and bringing up a, a thing that we've done previously on the show here when we talked about uh, Amazon buying out Whole Foods, I'm gonna give a shout out to my mom because she told me about a very funny video of the uh, uh, owner of Amazon using his Alexa and saying you know something along the lines of like buy something from Whole Foods and it's like. Buying Whole Foods, and he just goes, <laughs> crap. That's great. Uh, i got to spin this one. Uh, hi, Liz's mom. Uh, hi, hey, mom. this is me the one time I look at the camera today, and I actually wave and say hi to Liz's mom. There you go. Uh, that's so, the first time he's looked at the camera without flicking it off. That's true. <laughs> Please don't flick off my mom. She's a very nice lady. I'm, not, I'm waving. I like your mom. I'm sure she's wonderful. I don't think I've ever, ever met her. I don't think so. I'm sure she's a lovely lady. Yeah. Hi there. Okay, so let's get into this. So here's what happened. In I want this was somewhere this was somewhere south uh, I want to say it was Mississippi. This was. Are you profiling because it's domestic violence? I well actually at first I assumed it was Florida to be honest with you. <laughs> right, like, you always do. It was I, obviously Sanford. It, it needed to be somewhere in like somewhere. <laughs> I live in Sanford. Oh, I know. You know, listen, somewhere between Gainesville and Orlando, something in that. Just, <laughs> Uh, anyway, so w- what happened was uh, there was a, there was a, a, a domestic violence issue in which a, a gentleman was um, not being terribly kind towards his wife, <laughs> and uh, there was an argument, an altercation. There were words and physicals, things and whatever else. And at one point, he yelled at her, uh, "What was it? Are you going to call the sheriffs as a threat? Uh, not not like a, are you going to call the sheriffs or should I do it? Like not like yeah. that." But more like, what are you going to do? You going to call the sheriffs? I'm going to try to do my best voice there. Um, and Alexa or Google, they haven't actually officially announced which one it was. Actually, yeah, there's an amendment to the story that Ooh. says uh, that uh, they are clarifying that the county sheriff's office did not specify the yeah. type of smart device that called them to the home. Right. Uh, earlier, it had claimed to be a Google home. So I don't th- oh. think it's a Google Home because the Google Home can't make phone calls yet. Well, and that's why there's a question mark. Right. Can Alexa make phone calls? I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I don't think so. But maybe did the dog call the cops? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they got the new Apple one. Actually, oh well. Actually, I take that back. I, no, the Google Home couldn't. But you'd have to. You have to first. This is the weird piece here. Um, and th- there's the big. Well, okay. Let me let me get the rest of the story. And then I'll tell you about the part that's really weird here. So. Um, Whatever the device was, it called the sheriffs, mm-hmm. uh, and so the police showed up with 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 guns, and they were upset uh, as they usually <laughs> as are they in do. these cases, like you do. And uh, uh, luckily, nobody was hurt, and people were arrested, and everything was gone. So that's the story. Mm-hmm. That in and of itself is. I wouldn't call it a funny story because I don't find domestic it's, violence terribly funny. It's less interesting than I thought it was going to be. I thought that the, I thought that the home device was smart enough to hear that an altercation was happening and that it called the cops on itself. Well, which here, that's where I was going to get freaked out and be like, "F this, I'm out." Yep. This and that's exactly my point. Here it starts. In guys. order, in order to use either the Google Home or Alexa, and those mm-hmm. are your two big ones out there. There are a bunch of other ones, but the two big ones, in order to use either one of them, you have to first say something to wake it up, is the phrase that they use. So in order for my Google to work, I have to first say, hey, Google. Or okay, Google. or, or Right. And then, and then it will turn on, and then it will start listening. And Alexa, and then, you have to say her name. You have to right. say Alexa. Exactly. I'm wondering if maybe there's a emergency services override when you say call the police. 
that it it overrides all that other stuff and just well, goes you, right to d- it. Did any of us Google this? <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, that's the thing too. There, there's We're nothing to release. Well, no, yeah. no, no, there's nothing to release on this. Yeah, that's and here's the thing: the we Google, don't even know what kind of device it is. Right, yeah. and the Google Home can't make phone calls yet. Hmm. Uh, my phone can. So mm-hmm. if I were to say. I, I'm going to be careful here because I don't want to accidentally I've got my phone in front of me. But if I were to, to say okay, and then I were to say Google, okay, Google, it's not going to turn on with you. I hope because it should be like printed it. towards my voice. Okay, Google, <laughs> your Alan impersonation is coming along great, spot on. <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah, uh, I would have to say that first, and then I would just say call, and then I could say call the police or call whatever. Um, so part of me thinks that like if it's listening for phrases like that, mm-hmm. that's a concern from a privacy standpoint. But from a more practical standpoint, what if I was just talking about, like, what if I was telling a story in which someone called the police? Right. And suddenly Google's like, uh-oh, you know, and it's like. <laughs> or worse, what if somebody called the police on someone named Alexa? <laughs> Ooh. That's a, like, there's, there's. So I, I feel like we definitely need to, to bring our listeners the conclusion I don't know that they're going to release it, and here's and of here's the, why of like, the Alexa mystery. And here's why I there has we we've talked about this before mm-hmm. uh, that the police have gone to try to get to use these smart devices as uh, wiretaps, effectively, right. you know, in the homes, uh, or try to pull that data afterwards. Now, both Google and Amazon maintain that they do that; the devices are not always listening. Yeah, um, and this isn't unique to them. This is the same thing that we saw with uh, uh, we saw this with with the with, with Connect when Xbox rolled out the Connect, mm-hmm. and you could wake it up by walking past the cameras. And stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, there was a concern, like, is it always listening? Is it always watching? To which the answer from the corporate side is no. No, 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 no. Of course, no, of course no, not. No, course we wouldn't do that. Why would we, why would we wiretap your home? Why right. would we listen to everything that you what said? What benefit could that possibly have for us? Not, we can't, we absolutely preposterous. Couldn't, we, could not, we absolutely couldn't use the things you talk about to target ads and sell those ad revenues for a whole lot more Listen, I'm saying I've said things out loud near my phone before, and then I start getting some real funky emails. Yeah, in I, my inbox, or I'll like text somebody something, or I'll d- Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. Once I realize that Facebook Messenger is just there to sell you things. Oh yeah. yeah. Ugh. Well, it's not there to sell you things. It's there to sell your information to other people, right? So you know this. But this, luckily, Al and I welcome our robot overlords, which is which this, this is all going to lead to. Listen, I don't watch a lot. That's who's getting the information in the end anyway. I don't watch a lot of South Park, but for some reason there was just like nothing else that I could think of to watch the other night, and I put on an episode of the newest season, and it was it happened to be an episode where they sold everyone's like like private information mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they had a they had a, a town meeting where it was like all right don't worry guys we're all gonna promise to not abuse this <laughs> like well how are we gonna be protected the government has our you know has been sold our information it's like don't worry guys we're it's, just all gonna promise it's really cool. hard just it's cool just it's every- all you have to know is it's cool <laughs> Yeah, so I've got a VPN, and if you don't have a VPN, I'd encourage you to consider getting yourself a VPN. You can look them up online, and it makes it at least harder for everyone to track yours. Actually, there was one of the uh, one of the jokes that I heard going around all the time was, you know, in the 1970s, you know, we were screaming about how the government's wiretapping our phones, and in 2017, we're like, hey, wiretap, do cats eat pancakes? <laughs> like we, <laughs> so I and really, I don't mind targeted ads. I don't want. Why do I? Why would I be mad because that the ads that they're popping up are the ones that I actually want to see? Because they're in your brain. I don't care. I've given up all semblance of privacy. So, I'm are like, you drinking well, the water with the fluoride in it? I welcome our overlords. 
Robot overlords. Or, I need very specific here. Oh yeah, I woke up a robot Not overlords. current overlords. <laughs> uh, none of the current overlords are terribly impressive. Elon, maybe. I'm yeah. willing to talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Elon, when Elon takes well, over, maybe we're... he's going to build it. Um, whatever. I mean, this is somebody's bound to, right? If so, he builds it, they will take over. Uh, so <laughs> right. we'll see if we can come up with any more information on this. But that was that was. If it is listening, that is. I just really noteworthy. wanted this to be like old timey radio show. Like next week on For Geek's Sake, the thrilling conclusion oh, there's, there's no thrilling anything on this <laughs> show what you, which podcast are you listening to <laughs> all right that's gonna that's gonna do let's get into some shameless plugs uh, uh liz would you like to start us off i would as always i'm gonna go ahead and shamelessly plug orlando roller derby your premier orlando roller derby league uh we have a game coming up august 20th at Semaron Skateway. I will be playing in this one substitute skating for one of our home teams, the Heatwave Hellcats. Mm. Oh. Meow. Meow indeed. Uh, so yeah, come check us out. Get uh, your pre-sale tickets at brownpapertickets.com. Check us out on Facebook at Orlando Roller Derby. Okay, cool. thanks. Bye. <laughs> uh, Dan, do you want to go ahead and... Sure. As always, you can find me at epiceventsorlando.com for all your DJ services. I don't think both of you can plug the same thing week after week after week after week. It's shameless. Shit. It's shameless. It is, but nobody listens to them. Yes, they do. We have proof. We do occasional proof. I had a couple people show up at the game last time. Oh, did you? Awesome. Mm-hmm. I actually, I, 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 by a couple people, I mean Ivan and his wife. Yeah. Whatever. And, uh, and also, <laughs> uh, because I keep mentioning it because we haven't talked about it on the show enough, uh, American Gods. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. And... Uh, if you're interested in a great podcast about it, I recommend Storms on the Way, an American Gods podcast from Point North Media. I actually have a podcast that I'm going to plug for my shameless plug today. Uh, LeVar Burton Reads. Yes. Holy crap. Uh, this one was sent over to uh, by, by a good friend of the show uh, who sent it over to me. And it is like it is billed as Reading Rainbow for adults. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so it's LeVar Burton reading short fiction. Uh, of a, a whole bunch of different ones. Like the first, his first episode is sci-fi, uh, but he covers. I mean, he covers a whole bunch of different ones, a whole bunch of different genres, and they he adds in um, audio to them. So, like, not obvious audio, but like, like custom the minute. sound effects. <laughs> there's sound effects and there's music that is original for that. Per, excuse me for that particular show. Uh, and that sounds incredible. It is amazing. Like I, that sounds so relaxing. It, it, it was, it, it was intense. Like this first story, the first story was all just, it was just amazing. And it's, it's worth it. Just, just freaking download, listen to all over and reads. <laughs> just, just do it. Just, just fucking do it. All right. I'm uh, always going to plug Derby, but I will come up with another plug. You got to plug for next time. Maybe I think we'll do like, we're going to make you each plug in like five words or less and make you come up with more interesting ways to plug. Uh, I think that's what we need. We need more interesting ways for you guys to plug. Wait a second. Up. Who uses the most words during their plugs? It's me. Sup? Oh, wait a minute. It's that <laughs> guy. This guy right Sup. here. I like how this guy is always the one that's like, guys, this episode was really, really long. We're going to have to cut it short. And we're like, you, I talk, I do all, you the did all the talking. By the way, all of the talking. It was this, you. This, this super short review is now at an hour and 22 minutes. <laughs> Damn it. All right, everyone. You can find us at For Geek's Sake on Facebook. You can find us at ForGeeksSake.org. You can find us on Twitter at For Geek's Sake. That's the number four <laughs> geek sets two S's. Yeah, they're just all the places. You can just find us for geek's sake. We're all over we're all over the day. And you can find us at www.patreon.com slash for geek's sake. We made a dollar two weeks ago. Did we make any money this week? Uh, don't worry about that. So that is going to do it for us. Once again, we want to say, oh, no, there's nobody to thank for this one. Screw you, people. Uh, uh, thank us. Thank you all for listening. Thanks there we go. Thanks, us. 
Uh, thank you all for listening. And again, we'd love to hear anything you guys have got to say, so please feel free to contact, reach out, let us know. love to hear your thoughts on Spider-Man Homecoming and the implications for the rest of the review. I forgot about talking more about Pepper Potts. We're going to get into that crap later, though, I promise you. <laughs> so that's going to do it for us. Until next week, this is Al Sterling saying, that's the doctor for you. Never notices the tears. <laughs>